Welcome to the Locally Sourced Daily Podcast about anything and everything. Joined today by graphic designer Jess Warren. Jess, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. I've got a dog on my lap. Uh, it's, a, it's a solid day. That's great. Well, thanks for having me here today. I'm excited. Absolutely. Now, you used to work at Inc. Public Relations, which is where I currently work, and you left to jump into the world of freelancing. So it's been about a year since that happened. How has, how has the last year been? It's been really exciting. It's been a lot, actually just about as hard as I thought it was going to be, <laughs> um, but it's been really rewarding and those challenges are a lot more fulfilling than I thought they might be. Awesome. Um, so it's been good and I'm going into my second year now and I have my head held high and <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing what this year can bring and how I can grow my business. Very nice. And what is something that second year you would tell just hopping into freelancing you? Um, so I'm going for some different sort of um, ways of finding clients this year. So I'm going to look at reaching out to branding agencies and other design agencies and seeing if they need freelancers or contractors sure. so that I can kind of learn from, you know, the wise creative directors out in the world mm -hmm. and have some more mentors working directly with me and giving me more direct feedback and uh, kind of working more with people rather than just on my own. Awesome, and very uh, very nice answer with a dog crawling all over you. <laughs> Francie has been jumping back and forth between, uh, between our laps like it's an obstacle course. It's but okay, I like it. <laughs> excellent, yes, most people are fans of her. But if she hosted the podcast, it would just be <laughs> a lot of silence and shaking, and it would be, it'd be real bad. Um, not good listening at all. Um, so you're in year two. What, what was the, the uh, was there any like, I don't even know the word I'm trying to say, like a, a moment where you're like, okay, I want to be doing this 100% full time. Like what was, the, what was the thing that made you take the leap into freelancing? Or was it just something that you had always kind of wanted to do? Um, it was something that was new to me. I just kind of had this while working at Inc. I mean, I loved every minute of working there. Um, but as you know, it's such an intimate environment that you get to do a lot of different aspects of projects. Mm -hmm. And working there kind of provided me with the tools and the lessons I needed to be able to tackle a lot of those projects by myself in the out in the freelancing world. Mm -hmm. So the more I kind of realized that and met people who are out and starting new businesses and kind of experimenting and trying new things, mm -hmm. um, the more I kind of got that entrepreneurial or solopreneurial kind of bug and I wanted to see if I could do it as well. Awesome. And it seems like it's been a very successful first year. It is hard to talk with a dog in your mouth. It's very exciting. Um, and <laughs> what are some of the projects that you've been able to do now that you've jumped into freelancing? So I've done a lot of work with startups, um, logo and branding work, some marketing materials, infographics. Um, I've done some work with uh, nonprofits. So I've done a lot of pro bono work actually. So one of the, my pro bono clients is uh, the Gazelle Foundation and Run for the Water, which I do a lot of that work with Inc. Um, and I'm the communications director there. So I kind of organize our communications committee. Awesome. And I did a lot of work with Chula League and the Cherrywood Art Fair um, over this past year. It was a year-long project preparing for this two-day art and not really crafts, but more of arts and maker and handmade festival um, here in Austin. 
and I did all of the design work and production work for that. So that actually took up a lot of my time. They became one of my largest clients, even though it was um, for the most part pro bono work, but it was really rewarding experience and the team was awesome. And so it was something new I got to try that was a little bit new for me. It was you know a lot more production work and print work than I normally do. Um, and one of my latest projects is actually doing a menu for a restaurant. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Yeah, that's going to be this week's big project. Cool. And that is in San Antonio. It's a little mom and pop shop called El San Luis. Nice. So do they give you some uh, some free samples? You can I really did have some free menu. samples. Nice. They're legit. They use <laughs> you know all the fat that needs to be in the tortillas. <laughs> they hand make everything, and it was pretty awesome. I recommend it. Perfect. What's a dish you recommend if someone goes down there? Um. Well, the only thing I tried, which it was awesome, was a breakfast taco. Okay. It was huge. And the tortilla was the most amazing tortilla I've ever had. So it was great. I feel like that's kind of a staple for Texas. Like if you can make a breakfast taco, I'll trust your food. But if you're struggling at it, then that's probably probably all you're going to get. You mentioned how you've done some kind of like logo design and and brand um, design Mm -hmm. kind of like that. Oh no, Frank's is falling off my leg. Um, Has anyone come to you with kind of like a, is it usually like with a blank slate or do they kind of have something in mind and... They're like, you know, put this, like, make this come to life, or is it just kind of, you know, I have no idea what I want to do, free creative reign, go. Yeah, that's a really great question. It's been probably half and half. Um, Some have general direction as in they know what kind of logos they like. They know um, the colors they like or dislike. Um, Some have a very specific direction where they know, I want it to be this thing, Mm -hmm. And I want it to be these colors, and sometimes I steer them away from that because it might not be the best fit. Mm -hmm. Um, And we really have to explore, well, why do you want it to be this thing? Why is it these colors? Let's take a step back and explore a little bit more of what is going to speak to your audiences. Um, And one of my current clients actually is a tea company and they have this, it's an Amazonian tea, uh-huh. and they had this drawing from um, this man from an Amazonian tribe that he made of how he expresses himself through the tea, or how awesome. he feels that the tea expresses itself, mm-hmm. and it's really cool, so we're using that as inspiration for the logo itself. Awesome. Very cool, and do you find it's easier if you have uh, a little bit of, of guidance there? Um, if it's good guidance, is, yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, sometimes it's interesting to see what the clients think, and I'll usually do one in their direction, but mm-hmm. then I'll also explore other directions that kind of come to me, you know, for various reasons, sure. and see if if maybe something else is actually the better way to go. So I'll always, you know, show them different options, with one of them being kind of what they pictured. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's always the way to go, and we try to we try to do that. I know at Inc. It's give them a couple different choices. Because sometimes they're yeah. I know. Always, I know a lot of designers yeah. will only provide one option for mm-hmm. a logo. Um, I usually do about three to four okay. um, different directions, and I have a certain amount of different rounds I provide and revisions. And you know, the first one is always going to be black and white only. Mm-hmm. The second one is where we introduce color. So that we can focus on the shape first, then the color second. So I have this process I like to do, which may be similar to a lot of designers, may be different. Um, but I prefer the the option route. 
you know. Yeah, I think it's a good way to go. Yeah. Especially for the indecisive folks like me. It's always <laughs> nice to have the options. You can weigh them all. And do you work primarily uh, using a computer, using Illustrator, InDesign, that kind of stuff? Or are you some, some freely, uh, freehand work as well? So I usually try to start logos with, um, with sketches, you know, either pen to paper or pencil to paper, or I just got an iPad Pro for Christmas, Very actually. Nice. So I'm, I'm yeah. trying to practice on that these days. <laughs> um, waiting for my Apple Pencil in the mail still. <laughs> still? That's like it's, three weeks after it's Christmas. It's back-ordered uh, by like six weeks. So. I've forgotten it in every gift. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I usually try to start with pencil and paper, even if it's super rough sketches, mm -hmm. and then translate those ideas into Illustrator. And then I work primarily in Illustrator for logo design. Awesome. And for most of my work, depending on what it is. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, I am terrible at Illustrator, so I'm always, I'm always amazed by what people can do with it when I'm like, I can barely make a triangle without just dropping everything. It's real nice. I think it's fun. And the thing about Adobe programs is there's always, there are like secret doors and different things you can do that you'll never be able to learn the entire program oh, so yeah. everyone has different hotkeys and knows you know different has different styles because of the tools that they frequently use yeah um so i need to get more into tutorials yeah and figure some of that stuff get out. into that you have at least one person willing to learn i um a lot of my things like you know i'm more used to video editing that's what i studied and college and everything so I you know final cut is more of my my speed and it's interesting being in Adobe things I'm like oh this one hot key that works perfectly in final cut is something completely different mm -hmm. in Adobe and I'll discover something like brand new I'm like oh I can you know like make this clip dissolve into like star fade into something else just by hitting this button I had no idea and it's, yeah. it's interesting like what you discover on accident almost I started teaching myself um after effects and mm. Premiere Pro. Very nice. Um, for the game that I think we'll talk about. But Boom. Yeah. Well, what a teaser. I like it. That's actually probably a good segue. Let's just go right <laughs> into it. So yes, you've you've created a game. I uh, tell us about it. Okay, yeah. So uh, my boyfriend and I created a game called Boon. Uh, B O O N with an N. I'm a little nasally today, so okay. it probably sounded like Boon. Boon. Yes. Um and it is actually based on an old German card game called Sheep's Head, um, where they only really play it in Germany and a select population in Wisconsin. Very nice. Of all places. <laughs> and uh, it's a really tough game to learn how to play on a normal deck of cards mm -hmm. because there's a point system and there are trump cards and the suits are all mixed up and it's kind of impossible to play okay. unless you have a key in front of you and play consistently for weeks and then you'll kind of pick it up more. Mm -hmm. um, so what we did was we created a custom deck of cards for the game. Okay. So it actually has the points on the cards. There are color suits instead of the normal deck of card suits and it makes it a lot easier to pick up and play. Awesome. Um, and the reason why I was using those uh, film editing programs is because mm -hmm. I we made an instructional video so I had to teach myself how to very nice <laughs> film and edit <laughs> and everything for our instructional video awesome and was I uh, had you always kind of wanted to create a game or were you playing uh sheep's head is what the were you, playing, is, yeah. were you playing that and you're like this is really complicated let's make an easier version of it yeah so um my 
boyfriend Alex, it's his favorite game in the world, okay. and he couldn't get anybody <laughs> new to play it with him. Because um, he moved here from Wisconsin, no. and no one here would play it with him. So, basically, in order to get people to join him in the game, we needed <laughs> to make it easier for people to learn. So, it was actually his idea. He had the spark. I designed the game. Um, so, all the cards, the box, the instructions... And the website, and he's a developer, so he developed the website, and I made the video, and together we're selling it and doing the shipping, and so it's been a team project um, from start to finish, and it's been really fun and a new experience to have an actual product and something mm -hmm. you can hold versus something, you know, digital like sure. an infographic or, you know, a film. Yeah, and I saw that Boone is in at least one store. And it's in Austin, one where, store. Can, where can people find it? Uh, you can find it online at boonthegame.com. Um, or if you're in Austin, you can find it at Outlaw Moon. Uh, it's a game store on North Lamar. Boom, boom. Gone there once. It was very nice. North Lamar is very far north. Yeah. Lamar's, <laughs> For you, it is. <laughs> Lamar is such a long road. It it's is always true. deceptive. I'm like, ah, oh, it's not too bad, but it, is it true. often is. Franksy's back. She heard cards and she got excited. Very exciting stuff. And one other thing I wanted to talk with you about is running. Because it seems like we both like to do it. We both don't do it nearly enough. Right. You at least still get out to walk. I I, I did go for a walk today, so I feel there very proud of myself. Um, and I, I think it's a great way just to kind of like clear your mind and get maybe like a different perspective of the mm -hmm. world, really. Um, even if you're walking down a place that you've done a million times before. As you know, at Inc., there's very little places to walk. That hill. It's just down a hill <laughs> and then back up. So down is always great. And then up, you're like, why did I walk this far down? Um, so how how has that helped? I, I, I assume you've run and walked, well, maybe not, uh, since you've become a freelancer. Right, uh, yeah. You would think so, but it seems like maybe that isn't the case. So I think it helps with inspiration and goal setting and overall mood and a lot of different things. So um, since becoming a freelancer, I thought that I was going to get myself into the best shape of my life, but it turns out I actually do have work to do, so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it still balances out. But what I tried to do was, if I needed a break, make it a productive break in the mm -hmm. middle of the day and go for a walk or for a run, listen to a podcast. Um, I listen to a lot of different podcasts that are about creative entrepreneurship or graphic design or technology. Um, so it kind of keeps me in work mode, but I get a nice break. I'm getting the endorphins. I'm getting some vitamin D. It's mm -hmm. beautiful here in Austin. Um, plus, you kind of get all of those senses going. So there's a lot of great homes in Austin where you can kind of see and get inspired by um, there, I took a picture once on my walk of these really cool mailboxes. Like, I'll stop and take pictures of things that I find inspiring as I'm walking or running. Um, actually, the majority of my Instagram photos are while I've been on a walk <laughs> awesome. or a run. Um, so, and then when it comes to goal setting, at least right now, I'm finding that it really is helping me set more rigid goals. So, I want to run, run for the water, 10 miler. Um, I used to run it every year, and then I started doing photography for them, so I kind of went on a hiatus, but I'd like to run it again, and that's in October, so plenty of time to train, <laughs> but I'm setting a schedule for myself mm -hmm. of when I'm going to go run or walk, how long it's going to be, um, and I'm trying to stick to that, and 
it kind of feeds into the way I set monthly goals for myself as well. Um, awesome. So yeah, it's been a really great thing to get back into. Yeah, and it's that's also a goal of mine. I signed up for the 10 miles last time and then got talked into walking the 5K, which when <laughs> yeah. I did it, I was like, man, this is bad. I should be at least trying to run, but oh well. It's a rewarding run because yeah. it's it's really hilly, but it's beautiful. Yeah. It's so beautiful, and it's really inspiring. It really is. And if I, I always, I ran a marathon back in 2010, so like oh, five and a half you. years ago now, and I, I'll always like point to that. I'm like, you ran a marathon. Like, this is, like, 10 miles should be really easy. But that was also, like, pristine, just graduated college. It's still not in terrible shape. Um, you can do it. You yes. can do it. Yes, we got several months to train. Um, but that's the other thing too. It's like I was I was unemployed when I graduated, so that's when I trained for the marathon. It's like mm-hmm. it's a lot easier when you have nothing to do to go out at like two in the afternoon and be like, I'm gonna take my ten mile, like my short ten mile run this this day. Um, well, I will say as a freelancer, one thing that's really nice is that I can go out at two mm-hmm. in the afternoon and go for a run or a walk. Um, when I it was hard at first to kind of manage how I was going to set my schedule. Um, and I found it really tough to take breaks in the middle of the day because I was used to working, um, you know, nine to six. Sure. But now maybe I'll work eight to 12. I'll actually eat lunch not in front of my computer. Always nice. <laughs> and then I'll work from like 12.30 to three or four and then maybe go out for half an hour and mm-hmm. then work from like, six to eight again so i can kind of come on and off because uh there really is no necessary necessarily a real reason for me to stick to schedule except for being there for my clients so as long as i'm getting my work done Mm -hmm. and i'm responding promptly to them or at least in their expectations what is promptly then Mm -hmm. i think i'm you know doing a good job balancing all that definitely and how did you because I I agree that when you've been in that kind of mindset of you know I need to work from like nine to six or whatever um did was it just a matter of like setting a timer and being like you know what I'm going for a walk right now or it was kind of like trusting my instincts and Mm -hmm. my gut and when I started feeling antsy and like I was going on Facebook all the time being like all right no stop (laughs) this is the time you need a break Mm -hmm. take a real break don't (laughs) pretend like you're working and just be on Facebook all the time. Um, so it was a matter of uh, just forcing myself to actually stop working or stop pretending like I'm working, really, mm-hmm. and take that as a cue to like go out and do something different. And then when I get back, I'm refreshed, and then I can kind of get back into the zone again. Sure. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, and that, again, segues very nicely. Oh, my goodness, there's a lot of hair. Like, Dog hair um, everywhere. She goes, yeah, she goes through her her uh, phases of shedding, and this is clearly a, a bad one. We'll have to, we've got the lint remover. We can, we can get the hair off eventually. It's all eventually. good. It's a good, yeah, it's a good, uh, good extra layer during the winter. Um, but yeah, segues nicely into the top three. I know there's some uh, programs out there where I, it's very, you know, it's like, I can't even think of the name of it right now, but it's like, it basically blocks out everything except like the document you're working on it'll like get rid of your whole like mm-hmm. back desktop i'm totally blanking on the name but um i know that's a, a tool that people have recommended of kind of not getting distracted and i know that's a very easy thing for anyone is getting distracted by other things by email social media whatever um so what are some of the tools that you have found most helpful in your freelancing career 
Yeah, so um, coming from Inc., we tracked all of our time, right? And that is something that you actually still need to do as a freelancer because I need to know how long I'm spending on certain clients' jobs, even if it's one uh, you know, one lump sum. I want to know, did I work the right amount for this lump sum or what? Or if it's an hourly job, I want to have the right amount of hours. So I use an app called Toggle, T-O-G-G-L, and they have a free version and a paid version. And it's just a time tracking app where you can categorize by client, by project. It's color coded. It's pretty. It's easy <laughs> to use. So I use that daily. Um, I also use Todoist, um, which do you guys still we use do. that? We yeah. Just use yeah. Um, which I use for everything. If something's not on my Todoist, I will not get it done. <laughs> I use it for personal, for professional, for networking, professional development, client work. Everything, all of those to-dos go in there, and I have them all categorized. I have the ones I need to get done that day in all caps, and then the ones that I can kind of move around and, you know, lowercase. <laughs> so I've got my ways of categorizing things in there, and I use cool. that as my, you know, goal-setting, get-her-done get yeah. list. Awesome. All right, your last tool. Last Only three. one. Let's see. I have a whole list here. That Everyone else will have to. Here's, here's a great. Here's a great teaser. Everyone else will have to subscribe to your blog. It's all my blog. I have blog. these tools Boom. in my blog. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Dropbox, nice. um, especially designer working with a lot of really large files. Mm-hmm. Um, I always used to find it difficult to send clients large files and have to use those shady like sendlargefile.com type things. (laughs) Um, And I, you know, I upgraded to two terabytes, I believe, of Dropbox. And it's the best decision I made because I can send them a link. We can share folders. We can collaborate. They can comment. So I'm a really big fan of using Dropbox and, you know, all those cloud sharing. Two terabytes is great. Yeah. I only have five and a half gigabytes, I think. Yeah, I I had like two gigs and I just went went for it. It was a... So I got the paid version of Dropbox, but it was a really great thing to do, I yeah. think, for my business. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And even the free version is awesome. Yeah. For anyone listening that's like, wait a minute, I don't need two terabytes, five gigabytes. Until you have a, Until, yeah. like, a lot of like 80 megabyte <laughs> files. <going> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm glad to be behind the, uh, you know, away from the send, yeah, sendlargefiles.com. I always liked when you'd upload one you're like okay i guess i'll trust this and it's at zero percent you're like okay maybe it's just gonna take a while so right. you'll come back like five minutes later it's still at zero percent i'm like obviously this is getting the job done so mm-hmm. it's always exciting and it's always when you like need to send it right away too is in those cases it's like okay Sit i need to wait. get this over in 10 minutes and they're like nope we're not gonna load it all so very helpful very yeah. helpful so toggle to doist and dropbox right your top three yeah. Lovely. And where can people find you online? As we segue nicely, it's all on your blog. All so right. where can they find you? You can find me at heyjess.com. That's awesome. my blog and my portfolio and my email is on there as well. Awesome. Where are you on Twitter and Instagram? You were dropping. Twitter those and earlier. Instagram, it is it's heyjess uh, sorry, it's heyjess. I T S H E Y J E S S. Twitter, Instagram and Facebook is just my name. And someone taken Hages already. <laughs> someone had taken Hages and they don't use it and she uh, wouldn't get back to me. It's so. always infuriating, yeah. So I had to go with something else. Yeah. Well it's a good it's a good secondary one. And yeah. maybe someday they'll let go. There's a podcast I listen to, it's called The Starters. Um, they talk a lot about like basketball. But there's someone who had the starters. 
Twitter. And so they'd chronicle it like every podcast. They're like, you know, we reached out to this guy, still hasn't responded back yet. And then like mm-hmm. one day he did respond back. And eventually they were able to like through the NBA successfully switch it. Oh nice. So he has starters now and they have those starters. And it's so maybe it can work. You just gotta keep you gotta keep at it and maybe hey Jess. Maybe I'll I'll keep one going day, back. One day will be yours. One day. Awesome. So for now it's hey Jess. It's hey Jess. Yes, <laughs> not confused. <laughs> I've said forty names. Yes. It's hey Jess. Check it out. Wonderful stuff. And Jess, thank you so much. Thank you for, for having taking some me. time. Hopefully Franksy jumping everywhere. It's been great to get to know Franksy. Yes, she's the, the most avid listener of the podcast. And thank you, everyone else, as I gesture at the computer, because I assume you're all watching. Uh, thank you for listening. And remember, why didn't the lifeguard save the drowning hippie? Because he was too far out, man. <laughs> Good after today, people.